0: Warning! This is a spoiler-based podcast. If you have not seen 2012's Django Unchained, do me a solid favor. Pause this. Go watch this movie and come back and join us. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Code45Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Satchel, Stitcher, uh, Spotify as well. Uh, Today, Code45 is powered by...
1: Kamapalooza, the largest pop culture festival in Texas, with over 2,000 hours of entertaining activities. It's like a million square feet worth of walking distance. Literally, you could walk this thing and get all the calories you could have in a single day, double, if you guys are counting calories in steps like I am.
0: Also, we're powered by
1: white cake. <laughs>
0: 45, the, the only movie podcast, podcast that puts on your, your chest so
1: sit back, back
0: relax, relax, pour up, and turn up. yeah, welcome everybody to a <laughs> extremely black edition of Code 45 I'm your host Beatin' Down, today I'm joined by
1: Random Randy Savage I don't know I was so delighted by that <laughs> I just want, like, a hard camera zoom to you, just like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. I uh, can't lie. It's probably one of my favorite uh, Leonardo It cameras. is. It is like this whole fucking movie just filled with memes. <laughs> it is. Truly is.
0: Truly, truly is. Folks, if you haven't caught on to it, we're doing Django Unchained. Quick shout out to uh, Rebel Radio Podcast, um, who actually did the original Django from 1966. And I was like, wait a minute, there's two guys who are guests at Palooza that is doing this, that, that was in this movie, by the grace of God. And it was um, Walter Goggins, is his name? Walter Goggins and MC Ganey. We get an excuse to do uh, Django fucking Unchained. And I'm really hype about it because I've been wanting to do this movie forever and a day. And I'm like, hey, it's been a few years now. So, yeah, six years is good enough. Count it. <laughs> yeah, I think six years is the cap, dude. God bless 2018. Because <laughs> when the show started oh. Like when we started the show It was only a two year old movie And I was like Ah oh, it's too soon We can't do it Yeah We can fucking do it now mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna lie to you guys uh, After Barbecue Becky After people being carted by the cops About sleeping in a room uh, T.I. couldn't even get In his own gated community Recently <laughs> I'm in sick. I'm in As you can hear my voice Is hella dry Because I'm like a husk mm-hmm. Like rashal al Ghul or a raise I go, whatever you want, how you want to pronounce his name. I'm like a husk, man. I'm all decrepit and dry. And I needed a like like an African American Lazarus pit to walk into and to come back up all pectoral muscles shiny and a brand new mustache looking super cool and trim. Randall, have you seen this movie before?
1: I have seen this movie. This is literally one of I remember very distinctively watching this movie and feeling good for at least a day and a half. <laughs> I don't know why I just felt like I just watched it and I feel better. Spoiler alert, I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. I saw Pulp Fiction and I was like, okay, I can do that. That sounds that looks like something I could do. And then and then I saw like Robert Rodriguez and Kevin Smith do it for cheaper. And I was like, I can definitely do it now. And I was like, ah, this it's doable. I mean so Quentin's the reason why I wanted to be in film. And then those other two guys are the reasons why I pushed to like, oh, it's totally doable. You can totally do this. Nice, but like everything that Quentin Tarantino has done, to a point, I don't think I've ever seen a bad Quentin Tarantino movie. I don't mm. know. I haven't seen Hateful Eight though, so
0: you know what? And I haven't either, which is very interesting. Because um, I'm glad you brought that up. Because I like Quentin Tarantino movies, mm-hmm. but there's always like an asterisk or a caveat. Yeah, and Django Unchained. Is kind of like in a murky water area now. Montego Bradley, friend of the show, uh host of Fans on Patrol, absolutely despises Quentin Tarantino.
1: Oh,
0: and I made conversations about Quentin Tarantino in the past on on the show. And um, for people who aren't initiated, like I don't like him, <laughs> <laughs> but I can respect him. <laughs> no, not even really that. Like, like, Aww. like he's he's the kid. Who had access to a lot of shit Mm -hmm. and he's kind of okay to hang out with, but then if you hang out with him too often, you're like, oh no, you you're the worst. Oh wow, I had that same white friend in real life. (laughs) But he's a legit cinephile, and like whenever he does movies, they're like legit homages. Like, I love Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. The reason I love Kill Bill is because there's nobody randomly saying the word nigga out of nowhere. I'm looking at you, reservoir dogs. That one stung. Uh, I love Pulp Fiction. Dead Nigger storage was a hard pill to swallow. Like certain moments, and like I think the fact that he did the the dead Nigger storage line made me not really like him because that was my first interaction with Quentin Tarantino, ever seeing him. So maybe I have some type of um, like bad first impression with him.
1: I I personally think that's a funny ass line. <laughs> What <laughs> I do, I really do. It would only and, be funny, and the, it would only and be funny. The fact that he's saying it to Samuel L. Jackson just makes it like uh, that actually burns really? me up
0: because I really what? like Jules, and the fact that Jules is not like shooting him to death is like I get, I get it. He's in trouble, blah blah blah. But then it's like you find out that Bonnie's a black chick on top of that, and it's like mm, I don't know how I feel about any of this. So like. I have like a real like touch and go relationship with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Like I don't, I
1: feel like he could be
0: racist, or think he's no. cool
1: enough to say the N word. I think he is that guy who likes to assimilate cultures, and like he just hangs around a lot of black folks. I don't know, like, just super like super comfortable assimilating,
0: because yeah. no, because he really acts like a white guy. Like like he doesn't really try to like he doesn't like wigger it up. You know no. what I mean? So so I can't really I can't really hit him with that because you know you can, you can still be who you are and like the shit that you like and he likes like like the Showa movies like mm-hmm. um he's like legit like into the shit that I'm into you know like like uh, like all the kung fu movies all the like Shaolin versus uh you no know, Wu Tang movies and stuff right like he's legit like he's not faking it so for that much I can't shit on him like whenever he does any type of like strange or like uh uh. uh a movie you've seen in another movie, you know that is he, he's not co-opting it. It's a legit right. homage. Okay. Nicole Harbor, not an homage. Just cut and copy, trying to get views, trying to get reactions. Versus oh, yeah. Kill Bill, which is like a legit love letter to Shaw Brothers type cinema.
1: Yeah, it's even like in the credits and it's like the the production logo. And right.
0: Like, like like you can tell it's done with love. Like like whenever he does these type of deals or whenever he makes like any kind of whenever he does a a, a movie in a particular style. You could tell that it's like it's literally like a love letter to that movie. So mm-hmm. like I can't I'm not going to say he's appropriating shit. I won't I won't Okay. I don't like okay. him but I don't I'm not going to I'm not going to just beat that drum. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to just paint him with a stupid ass brush and be like, oh. "No, he's a great filmmaker." No. Don't get it twisted. It just, I'm going to paint him with a stupid ass brush. I don't really- <laughs> I just know like if- we probably wouldn't get along. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, feel, I I I totally understand that. It like and that's the same way I feel about that same white friend. So it's like, yeah. It's like
0: I don't know. I don't no, know. He's I, cool. He's cool. He's like he ain't cool, man. <laughs> but it was a lot of controversy with this movie. So like um
1: like you saw it in theaters? I think I might have. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters.
0: I definitely saw it in theaters, and like it was a huge bunch of flack about um uh you know Spike Lee is like, oh, you know, the nigga word was said like a bajillion, like he said like a certain number, and we're like, what? Granite. Really? I Granted, I think this movie does hold like the world record for most times the word "nigger" was set. It was like, really? Yeah, it's like it's like 116 times roundabout.
1: How is that possible?
0: I, you know what? <laughs> How is Roots not have the record for most words? <laughs> you know what? That's in, well, maybe because it's a feature film. <laughs>
1: <Maybe>. <laughs> not for, I don't think it. I can't. I didn't watch all of Roots. I couldn't. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's, it's just like I'm. I find that would find that strange that in two and, 2 and 45 minutes 2 hours and 45 minutes they said the word nigger 175,000 times or something I don't like think
0: that. I don't think like uh, any of the Master P movies counted were counted or uh, <laughs> paid in full exactly. I don't think, I don't think any of these movies were were put into the list but like like me and my wife counted while we watched it you know and like it didn't like start like trickling down in like insane numbers until Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. and uh Samuel Jackson's character showed up well, let me ask you Holy this. Holy
1: crap! Yeah,
0: let me ask you. Wait, all wait. all time record, 116 uses. Yeah, there we go. So, like, let me ask you this, Randy. Um, go ahead. Your thoughts on the word nigger? Because we're black, we're we're gonna we're gonna say it. Uh, oh yeah. Your thoughts on that? <laughs> your thoughts on that word in this movie? How like what, what what was let's just let's just cut to the bullshit. What what was your thoughts on 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 the use of this word for this film? I
1: felt like it was appropriate as a cowboy hat. <laughs> what? I, I mean, was, I was fighting better spic take because I was some, drinking some water. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't yeah, understand. I, I feel like people just don't understand or get it that, yes, replace you, any conversation you had with any kind of overly racist person and they'll say the word black and just replace that word with nigger or negro. Right. And that's a normal conversation for someone in this time period. So it's like, I'm not offended by this because I'm sure Medea said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you, not what they call you. It's what you answer to. Wow. And I don't I answer to nigger. Even,
0: wow. You just quoted Medea and it was a good quote. So I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like even even if you forgot what the fuck you were watching, I love how when they get to Mississippi, they hit you in the mouth with it. Like no 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 no, we are in M I crooked letter crooked letter I crooked letter crooked letter P like to the P to the I. Don't get it twisted. Like
1: it's it, the word this is about. This is the, the hellfire.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the mountaintop of pain and suffering. That our hero will have to climb. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, in that context, and, and, and to mirror back to what I was saying about the earlier movies, like, I didn't get blindsided. Mm-hmm. I can wrap my brain around it being flown out. Also, the end result, the ledger at the end of this movie made me okay. Oh, yeah. Without we'll further ado. Let's just, let's just get this Let's do straight. this. Let's just do it. So... Straight like right off the bat, this motherfucking theme song, bro. Ad-
1: oh yeah, adapted from the original Django movie. I sing this song almost every time I hear, but every time I watch this movie, I'm singing this song for three days. I love this soundtrack. I bought this soundtrack. You're goddamn right. You got this right. is an awesome soundtrack. And on li- another thing, I love about Quentin Tarantino, soundtrack comes first, then he starts writing. Yes, very true,
0: very very true. Like. That's, that's another thing that I will, I will say positively about Quentin Jones you know like his
1: music selection for his movies are always like spot on clearly. yeah cause he's he's visualizing using the music in his head and he's like creating the scenes off the music and I've done it several times already and it's it makes pretty good work yeah man as <laughs> long, long as you get them
0: fucking royalties man you're in business exactly so so the the theme song is just legit you got you got Django basically walking you know traversing the land you know in a chain game it sucks it sucks balls the music goes perfectly what the fuck is going on uh compare it to the original movie where he's uh where Django's like you know dragging a fucking coffin Mm -hmm. across the badlands you like holy shit what the fuck is this movie about only thing that was different was um these crazy camera zooms yeah
1: didn't happen in the original and then the whip noise in the background but oh okay so that makes more sense of why they're there it's an it's another homage i didn't like Mm-hmm. to me they're like they're odd and they throw me off a little bit but i'm like okay i'm i'm living with it but it it
0: is legit man so like it's nighttime now right mm-hmm. these guys have been walking for eons and they get cut off by Christopher Walt's character uh Dr. Schultz mm-hmm. who's uh you know riding a um he's a he's a horse drawn buggy crazy right. enough during training for riding he broke his fucking pelvis he dislocated it mm. and uh hence the the buggy And Jamie Foxx is actually... In this movie, he used his own actual horse uh, named Cheetah. What? Yeah. And when Kristoff fucked his ass up, he literally broke his ass if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Jamie Foxx as a present gave him a saddle with a seatbelt. Aww. (laughs) It's kind of a diss, but... (laughs) Chick move, Jamie. No, it's like, I just don't want you to fall off again. Just, you know, whatever. I want you to break that hip. Right. So... We find out that Schultz wants to figure out uh, if there's a guy named Jango on the group. He was able to identify the two slave drivers who were uh, leading the chain gang. One of them is James Remar, who's been on this ep- like been on this
1: podcast like a billion times as far as like characters. He plays everybody, everyone. If it- you need a white guy to play a cop, <laughs> a dad, a scientist, a bodyguard, or whatever, or a tailor, like in Black Lightning,
0: yeah. He was Ajax and the Warriors, uh, God, just a bunch of other fucking people. He was Dexter's dad, um, somebody else's the dark fucking passenger.
1: Dad. Yeah, the Dark Passenger. He was know. he was a uh, commissioner. It was uh, Jim Gordon's dad in Gotham. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he in Horns? Yes, he was in Horns. Yeah, dude, he's in
0: he's in fucking like dude. He showed up on the show a lot. He was even in Blade Trinity. For Christ's sake, it just never ends. So, like, it's him and his brother, right? Mm -hmm. And um, they're kind of getting a little antsy because Schultz is like, is pressing Django for, like, you know, trying to find out if he knows the Brittle Brothers. Basically, I don't know how he even came across Django, but (laughs) he needs Django to identify these three guys. And this is very important. They're worth a good amount of money, and he needs his eyes. So he's trying to buy Django from the guys. And he doesn't, like the German, you know, uh, Schultz is German. He doesn't believe in slavery or any of this shit. But he has to divulge just to, like, get where he needs to go to get this uh, money. One thing I really like about Schultz is um, (laughs) whenever he starts talking in, like, formalities. Right. And laying out things, something
1: bad is about to happen. Yes. Like, every time. You will not know the, mur- the cold-blooded murderer that lives behind this brilliant, like, like charming little German guy. And it's just like, until he shoots you in the face. And what's, and what's crazy is, um okay, so
0: what happens is uh, James Remar pulls a gun on him. He's like, are you aiming that gun at me with lethal intent?
1: <laughs> Last chance, fancy pants.
0: Like, oh, well, very well. <laughs> Murder! He drops the fucking light. Everything goes dark. When he shoots James Remar, who is playing Ace at this time, mm-hmm. his
1: head explodes in an insane fashion. Talk Tokyo Gore Police amount of blood. Just yes, gone. Yes, <laughs> I'm in the theater. I went whoa, because I was <laughs> I was not prepared
0: for the amount of blood. Then before you get to get your shit together, the horse eats it. Um, the brother's horse. Gets obliterated and
1: lands and crushes this guy. And I'm like, sweet Jesus. So the, Schultz, is, <laughs> Schultz has bought Jamie Foxx already. And now he's giving the rest of the un, you know, unfortunate devils, he calls them, uh, an opportunity or you know a choice. It's like, here, you can pull that horse off that guy and walk 40 miles in the opposite direction to get him help. Or you could just blow his head off, bury him deep, and run. And run as fast as you can. And my, the fa- my favorite line is, oh, and for you astronomy aficionados, the North Star is that one. And he, that's it, walks away. And you know exactly what all these black folks are going to do. Oh, yeah. They shoot that dude in the head. It's fucking Gallagher.
0: It's just, just obscene amount of blood flying out of the dude's face. It's insane. It's awesome. <laughs> so what's crazy about that? Well, Christoph Waltz said no. To this role Really? Yes Because he was like This is written too sp- Specifically for me He didn't mm-hmm. like it And like uh, You know Quentin Tarantino Insist I'm sure in the very Quentin Tarantino way That he mm-hmm. insists things And uh, He fucking um, Said okay But he needs to be 100% pure character With no type of malice Or like Mean streak Right So I think uh, That might have been like a, a, like a You know like, like A little quirk That was added for him to be so like, hey, are these the things that are happening now? Because this is what's gonna happen after the fact. Because he is cold-blooded as fuck, but it's like it it is
1: like layered in like a nice, like Willy (laughs) Wonka-ish. Oh, yes. (laughs) No, it just it reminds me so much of the that the German in Unglorious Bastards, just like a polar opposite, where it's like, I am evil and I totally know that I'm evil. Where this guy's like, yeah, I kill people, he's like chaotic, good. Yes, and it's like I, I like I'm. I kill people, but I do it with kind of a
0: purpose, <laughs> right? So this gets even more crazy because like now Django's on a horse because he uh, he took the coat off of um off of the, the now headless Ace. Um, I did like how the brother was talking hot shit. Like, don't you touch my brother's jacket? He stepped on the horse. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like nice. Fuck you. So he puts on the jacket and he's on he's on a horse now. So like. He's on a horse like the Old Spice guy. They're going through town. People are not digging the fact that he's on a horse. This is a big nope. fucking deal. It's against the law in a lot of places at this time. Nobody mm-hmm. wants a Negro above them in any form of fashion. Basically, in this point in time, folks, it's like a horse riding a horse. Yeah, I buy that. There's like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like shit's insane. Like a <laughs> like a horse is babysitting a dog. What is going on? <laughs> Shout out to John Mulaney. But, um, I was there. I yeah, got yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, people are like up in arms about this shit. And then Schultz goes to a um, bar, which is immediately vacated because he's just tripping out that Negro is e- even inside. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Django gets his first beer. And Schultz, showing how uh, not a shitty person he is, is trying to officially ask him to help him. Not as a slave, as a person. And right. uh that's very important. So, like, we're learning more and more about Schultz right right here and now. Uh, the sheriff is being called, right? Right. Like the sheriff all comes up,
1: like, all right, now everybody go back to business. And then, like, now what you think you're doing in my town? And then Schultz, as calm as Sunday morning, he just <laughs> walks up to this dude and puts a bullet in his heart with a little like derringer that pops out of his his hand or his like little sleeve right 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 and then like he's the sheriff's on the ground and like everyone's like what did you do and he takes that same gun and blam right in the forehead (laughs) of the sheriff on the ground ladies fall to the ground Everyone scatters
0: ice cold and the guy's like all right now you can go get the marshal i'm like oh my god so it turns out that uh schultz is not only an amazing gunslinger, he's actually a, he's a body hunter for the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff was a fugitive going by a different alias. He has the paperwork. It's a very tense moment. <laughs> but he was able to like basically go home free and be like, and you owe me $400. Real baller ass scene.
1: And Django was like, holy shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's like literally at the end, it's like, you know, you owe me $400, Marshall. And Jamie just says one word. Damn, that's it. <laughs> then they cut to the next scene. You never seen nothing like that.
0: And uh, dope ass music. that It's like fuck yeah, man. We find out that uh, you know Jango Jango kind of you know reveals a little bit about his past, mm-hmm. and we find out about how he was separated from his wife. The wife is being played by Kerry Washington, who we literally just left from Fantastic Four. <laughs> she was not her. blind this time guys <laughs> yeah she can she can see unfortunately she can see all the horrible atrocities she's she yep. it might have been better if she was blind in this one um <clears throat> maybe he reveals his past about maybe being a runaway him and his wife tried to escape but they were uh separated and sold separately mm-hmm. and uh i think he said after this after this mission i'll send you the money and send you on your way right that was kind of the the arrangement to they right. still like, gotta find the
1: brittle the brittle brothers. So after we get the brittle brothers, what are you gonna do? And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna buy my wife," and like, you know, and the, it, he lays the groundwork. Is like, well, what's her name? It's like Brunhilde, and it's like, what? Brunhilde. It's like, yeah. Did did her master speak German? And it's like, yeah. Is Brunhilde von Schaft. What? And then like, there's an odd cut in this movie that goes to Carrie Washington explaining <laughs> her like. <laughs> her nickname is Hildy. They call and me Hildy then, and they cut right back. And they cut right back and I'm just okay.
0: That's Quentin Tarantino for you, man. It, I guess it was guess. annoying, but it's like I know I know it was
1: supposed to be a POV flashback of when Django first met her. I remember though when I first watched this movie, I remember that his his editor, uh, I think her name was Sally. I can't remember the last name, but like his editor who he, who he'd worked with since Pulp Fiction had died. After Inglorious Bastards, and this is the movie that he gets a new editor, and I was like, ah, okay, so that makes more sense now that we got a new person we're working with, and it's like now I get some weird ass cuts.
0: It was a weird edit, but it wasn't like, oh, this is trash. It was just like, okay, I get it. Hilde is
1: also Brunhilde von Shaft. That's it.
0: You know what's funny? Um, von Shaft, huh? Yeah. Uh, Quinn Quinn literally said that these supposed to be the great great grandparents of um, John Shaft. Ah! Bullshit you guys. Well, then there you go. So, there it is, folks. They gotta go on the cover now, right? Cause, cause yep. They might, have covered, they, they might have uncovered where the uh, Brittle Brothers are at mm-hmm. this plantation where uh, Big Daddy is who's being played by Don fucking Johnson. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. Actually, I do. Because he, he, he's, he's playing a buffoon. Right. So, uh... Django's gonna go on a new alias, so he's, he gets a haircut and a new outfit. Your thoughts on this Austin Powers outfit. I like it. I was kinda like, Ugh. I kinda wish he got to the second part, uh the second costume. I wish I was hoping it was gonna be that. It was still kind of funny seeing nah, him dress dressed like a fucking dandy. Yeah. But he, he got to pick his own clothes. I kinda get it. It's like you've been wearing nothing but tattered rags all your life.
1: Later on in this in this like sequence, when we get to the Brittle brothers, that massive amount of blue and color Makes me think of a superhero off like right off the bat, mm. like and th- and there's especially a shot that like a pan- or like a dolly shot right into Jamie Fox and it's definitely like this is Superman walking into the scene with his bright blue on and I was like true that okay, I agree. That's that. why it's weird at first because it's like oh eh, that's odd but then it's the you know what you get it, like it was the ruffles
0: it was the ruffles yeah, it was the ruffles that was getting me. Yeah, but like I guess if they would have played Prince in the background, it'd been too on the nose for me. <laughs> just, <laughs> just dove's cry, just blouses, b- bitches, <laughs> game, game. <And> so uh, <laughs> he is dressed like a pimp dandy, and they get to uh uh to Big Daddy's house.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess uh, just saying makes you mad a little bit, but uh, it's Don it's Don Johnson who looks did you, did you like not get upset is and the lineup. I wish to buy one of your nigga girls.
2: Oh, God. Uh, uh,
0: so Don Johnson's sporting, you know, the Hulk Hogan stash, uh all white suit because that's what you do with the cowboy hat. And he's um, Yeah, he's Big Daddy. He's Big Daddy. He's because Jimmy Fox is on a fucking horse. And uh nigger on a horse is said quite a bit <laughs> in this movie.
1: Nigga on a nag.
0: Yeah, nigga on a nag, nigga on a horse. So, um, <clears throat> he didn't want no part of this shit. He's like, y'all need to get the fuck out. Y'all need to beat it. But he's like, hey, I, he wants to buy one of the black girls. Yeah. And he's like, I'll do it for 5K. All of a sudden.
1: Oh, yeah. That Southern hospitality
0: will come on get you something to drink.
1: Get out of heat. Come on upstairs. <laughs> we'll talk business. Jesus. Just the worst. So. It's like. It's like, here. Why don't you uh show show uh, what's his name like Django? Show Django around the plantation, you know. but you can't treat him like a slave. Oh, well, you want me to treat him like white folk? No. Then <laughs> <laughs> he had a like he had a life. He's like uh uh. Like, what's name of that boy
0: who worked for the butcher over there? Yeah, treat him just like Jamie. I'm like you asshole. Like, who? First of all, who the fuck is Jamie, and what's his life about for them to be like? He
1: ain't white folk, but he's like.
0: Yeah, Subs I just up, think of an
1: example of someone who's free and is like, uh, you know that guy who got his freedom and like kind of like working on the side but not really a slave, just an indentured servant. Oh yeah, treat him like that.
0: <laughs> just hilarious. So, he's being shown around by this girl who I thought was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Um and he sees the fucking builder brothers. Um and Django is not wasting much time. And one of them is uh, covered in scriptures, about to whip a woman. And he gets an immediate flashback to uh, Broomhilda getting whipped. Mm-hmm. The guy that is uh, adorned in uh, Bible scriptures holding a whip
1: is <laughs> one <of the> guests <laughs> of none other than Kamapalooza <laughs> guest. <laughs>
0: MC Ganey, come on down. All right. So, yeah, man, he's there. And um, you know, it's not a Quentin Tarantino movie unless you're quoting Bible scriptures. Nope. And uh, you know, he's about to whoop the shit out of this chick. And <laughs> this is where you get the cool hero shot you were talking about, All right?
1: Cuz he he's not he's not having it. All three brothers are there, but he's not having that shit. So when Big John is whipping or about to whip Brunhilda, Jamie Fox is on the ground on his knees and's like, "Just you can't do that to her. You're going to whip mess her up and she's not going to be worth it very much. You can't do that to her. Please don't do that to her." And he's like,
0: I like the way you beg, boy.
1: So, cut two. Jamie meeting Big John and he's like, Big John Brittle! And he turns around and like walks up to him, who is this? And he takes that same little Dillinger right in the nice little Mark 12 right in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I like the way you die, boy. Yeah. So this scene cracks me the fuck up
0: because I, I love when <laughs> dumb shit happens. So it gets slow-mo real quick because the other brother's like, oh, shit. So he goes for his gun. And I guess he had, like, all the Kentucky Fried Chicken.
1: Just greased up. Greased
0: all the way up because he goes for his gun. He's like,
1: what's, what's that hand of a barren noise?
0: That
1: like, he's Just kid. Literally, the shock of seeing a black man <laughs> shoot a white man was enough to like, <laughs> my fingers don't work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my brain is misfiring. <laughs> what am I looking at? Like, hey, him, him watching his brother get shot black black dude was like him watching two seasons of Black Mirror in that, like, in that time. Just like
1: too much to process. Like, oh, oh technology. <laughs> Just saw the sun explode and, like, ah!
0: <laughs> so he's like all butterfingers, king size, bro. He can't get the gun in time. <laughs> Jamie goes for the whip and proceeds to whip the living shit out of this guy. Mm-hmm. And the editor is like, Oh, I'm gonna slow down for every accidental part where he got hit in the mouth for real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, you do that please. He's a stunt man. He loves it. It's fine. <laughs> he gets paid for this. He gets paid for it. Come Even on. Even though his, his more time, is Jamie, ripped off. Right on off. the face. <laughs> Whips the
0: dog shit out of
1: him, man. We're, we're using Weinstein money on this. It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> and then he's like, y'all want to see something? Talking to the black folks and starts to shoot shoot some fucking dead. I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh,
0: shit is getting crazy. Schultz comes in like, what the fuck is going on? I say, those are the Biddle Brothers. That's the third one right there driving away. So we get that long distance AT&T assist from your boy Schultz, who shoots him in a manner that makes zero sense, but I don't care because blood is hilarious, and uh, shoots him through the chest from the front by shooting him from the side because he's amazing. Yep. So I'm assuming that <laughs> Schultz
1: shot a bullet in front of him, he rode into it, and that's how he died. <laughs> yep. Trajectory. Schultz is one of the wanted characters. He just like <laughs> flicked the rifle and it made enough curvature to come back around. So
0: yeah, Big Daddy ain't like this shit. <laughs> it's a lot of tension. a uh, lot of tension. But he had a show, you know, same, kind of kind of like a, a repeat of the uh the sheriff murder, you know? Yep. A lot quicker though. So they tell him to get off the fucking property, but turns out it was actually gonna be a motherfucking setup later that night. Mm-hmm. So I found out that um, this was like the early version of the KKK, which I didn't realize they were called the regulators, and that really makes me sad. And it almost ruins the Roaring G song. No. Regulators mount up. Like, no. It's not, it's not mount up. Ever. No. Yeah. No, in my notes, shit, I call them like uh, upstanding
1: citizens. I didn't know it was about the clue Klux
0: Klan. <laughs> All the regulators, aka pre, uh, we'll just say the KKK basically, the the beginning, the fledgling KKK because I like how they got. Re- <laughs> Didn't they get the uh battle royale music when they were riding in?
1: Yeah, something like, like big drums and trumpets, and like, like, like death is coming on a thousand horses, and then they cut to this hilarious eye hole scene. Can't and lie, this just, <laughs> shit was funny, it just kind of undercuts everything, it
0: undercuts. Everything, dude. I love how it was like, uh, like, can y'all see through the thing? You're like, nah, nah, not nah, really. Can't see damn shit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn it! I fucked up this bag. Yeah, Jonah Hill out of nowhere, bag. dude. Jonah yeah. yeah. Hill, like a super skinny Jonah Hill out of nowhere, and it was like, <laughs> he, uh, he's, oh, I made it worse. I made it worse. And it like, would
1: be nice to see. <laughs> 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 it's already dark.
0: I, he's like, he said, like, What about you? I mean, when I'm um, looking straight ahead, but when I turn side to side, I can't see. It's like
1: a long sun. yeah It's like when I'm riding on a horse, I can't see shit. <laughs> well, you ain't got to see the horses can see. And then in the distance, fuck all y'all. <laughs> I watch my wife hunt down 30 bags and make them, and all I hear is criticize, criticize, criticize. Y'all don't ask me or mine for nothing.
2: This is the funniest shit I ever, dude. I never thought I was gonna.
0: You, I never thought I would laugh so hard at that point. Oh, I was done. Oh was... my god. Oh, he was like, fuck
2: all y'all, I'm going home.
0: <laughs> oh, and then, like, when he left, it's like, honestly, I felt like the bags were a good idea, but maybe just this time we take the bags off, but next time. We make our own bag. We'll, 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 we'll do the full regalia, like. <laughs> and then it's like, well, I mean, are we gonna have the bags on or not? God damn it, bags on! Like we we're we supposed to be scary. Like this was just <laughs> <coughs> that was that was
2: too
0: oh, funny. That was that was just way too fucking funny. I, I was nice. not prepared. <laughs> Woo! So like, it's a booby trap, guys. Mm-hmm. They're coming in there to do their Kluk, you know the Ku Klux Klan thing. They're riding around with the torches and shit, and uh, polo khakis and uh... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and um torches and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm real mad about shit. But then you know, fucking kablamo the <laughs> boy Schultz with long distance shot yet again into the dynamite inside the tooth, murdering a shit ton of people. So Big Daddy's trying to get away. He's riding on his white horse. Yeah. And it's up to Django who's getting his chance to get his first uh first guess, well, his first yeah. long range kill. First long range kill. Yeah. So we get a really nice shot of uh your boy driving for his life. That um uh, I mean riding for his life. And this is the second time we'll see a uh a white image being splattered in blood. Earlier, with the third Biddle Brother, uh cotton was sprayed upon blood. Um which is another white on red type of transition riding on a horse. For some reason, it happens the second time. Did Brandon care? No. <laughs> it's a Klansman. I could care fucking less. So Big Daddy catches it. He falls off the horse, and we get a nice dramatic scene of the horse being painted red. And Django's a fucking naturalist, shooting people in the chest, face, and body and neck. That's his thing. He's gifted. I would say he's probably not natural talent, probably just unbridled rage from being a slave. Uh, uh you give me a chance? <laughs> <get> a chance? <laughs> is this opportunity knocking? Well let what? me answer this door with these triggers. You'll be damn if I'm gonna miss. <laughs> Just saying. So mission's fucking accomplished, man. Not only mm-hmm. did they get the Brittle brothers, we took down like a good chunk of the beginning of KKK Probably slowed them down for at least at least a year. Maybe two. Maybe two. Two, two being positive. But it but it is Two years before Civil War, so let's say a week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we get the uh, Siegfried Brumhilde story. A mm-hmm. Siegfried. A lot of people were saying um that this is impossible that Germans would like be so willing to help out black people back then. But back then they they were down with that. There was a lot of uh, um people who came, you know, like from there that were super mm-hmm. against the shit and actually were kind of sort of abolitionists in a weird way. Yeah, so about it not, that. So it's not too crazy. And it's kind of like a nice, um, you know, parallel to what's really going on, where he has to traverse, you know, Siegfried traversed a a large mountain mm-hmm. like, over a, a, a halo of hellfire to get to Brumhilde, who is uh, being punished by her uh, father, who's like, you know, like, you know, Zeus or some shit, but not Zeus, just German, uh, German yeah. Zeus,
1: German Zeus, <laughs>
0: Zeus, I don't know, Odin's son, <laughs> Zeus, Odin's son. <laughs> So um, so it's a nice parallel. He's like, man, you know, I'm meeting a real life sick free. Let me help you out. Let's wait until the snow melts. You know what I'm saying? We'll go down to Mississippi, and I'll help you out. He's mm-hmm. like, cool. So let's partner up. Let's keep this partnership going. And let's get that team-up montage of us murdering white people together like mm-hmm. a team. And it's, and it's all fun. And, like, I like how we get snowman practice, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it's, like, Is that like another allegory for like shooting right people?
1: Probably. I mean, it just could just be, hey, we got a lot of snow and we didn't feel like making a target out of trees, but he could have just shot like a fence.
0: Yeah. But it was just a snowman getting shot the fuck up.
1: (laughs) But he was already hella accurate. So why did he need more practice? For what? More practice? Fair enough. To show show, uh, the show people like, hey, Brunhilde is Hildy and Django is damn good with a, with a gun. Like, S- stupid good. Right. <laughs> so
0: we get a nice breakup in between the montage where um, Django's getting his first bounty, even though he's already got his first bounties, technically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, several times over. But regardless, this is his first official bounty. And he's on the fence for some reason, which is weird. We don't know why. Because, like, they're doing, like, a sniper shot. Like, they're far away. They got this dude
1: dead, dead in their sights. Well, he didn't want to kill him in front of his son. That was a thing. Was it was it was it that obvious right in the beginning? I mean, that's I saw a kid. That, you, that was after the fact. Kid. It was after no, the like, fact. Yeah, that was like the reveal. Cause he was, no, that was that was the reason why he was hesitating. Did he say that? I, I, yeah. He, oh, okay. He was like he had his like what what's going on? Why why is why is Whatever happened to oh I want to kill white folks for money guy? And, <laughs> and what did Django say? And he's like his kid's down there. Oh he's okay. Like, I,
0: didn't, yeah. I I missed that part because you know I'm, I'm trying to take notes and do all this other stuff. I missed that part. It was just like
1: I'm sitting. I was just like, why is he hesitating? I thought it was just because he couldn't see it coming. Yeah. And, and then, then and, and then w- like and then Schultz says like, well, that's good because then someone will be there when he dies. He'll maybe get a last word or even a hug.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I. Missed, I don't know how I missed it. I was too busy typing because in my notes I just said, oh, There's his son's there. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, because I was, I was typing in bounty hunter pep talk. And then I said, oops, in front of sun, <laughs> Then we go back to murder montage. And on um, the snowmills, man, and here we are. Motherfucking Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Prepare for the N-words to just come raining down like, <laughs> like so much precipitation. They tried Brumelty um, on, the, on the paperwork ledgers and find out she goes to uh, Calvin Candy's home. Candyland
1: yeah <sighs> <laughs> what so, happened yeah another just like oh just, just the fact that he made it like eh, this is it's candy land for me it's wonderful it's great and i'm like yeah but fuck you there's people are suffering you ass nah man not in candy land so um I don't know. <laughs> d'artagnan may disagree with you but uh, okay boy so
0: well not not just him Goddamn yeah. Mandingo Fight Club! Ugh. Mandingo fights. Mm-hmm. Did I know that was a thing before this movie?
1: Nope. I kind of
0: did. <laughs> was I super sad to find out that was a thing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the thing: they got to go cover yet again. Schultz is once again German white dude who's down for the for the entertainment, trying to procure a Mandingo Fighter. All right. But. It's a goddamn problem. Django has to play a black slaver. Who, in the words of Django, is that's the lowest of the low. That is worse than being the head house nigga. Now, that is a statement of all statements. Because I didn't know black slavers were a thing, first of all. Second of all, to be below a head house nigga is like, I didn't know that was possible. (laughs) Like, What? So I was like leaning on my chair, like, "Oh no, don't tell me he has to be that." And he does. Mm-hmm. He has to be the black slaver,
1: and and I like how later on he has to like, uh, like his performance has to match the head house nigger, right? And 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 one up it, yeah.
0: And it was brutal. It was brutal. Just brutal. So enter your boy Calvin Candy, which I. I hated the character, but I number one I appreciate um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Number one, not being comfortable, <laughs> having to be pep talked by both um, director and Samuel Jackson uh, to just hang in there and keep it going.
1: Oh, really? Because I think he did a fantastic job, and I think the fact that you hate him is is just proof in that pudding. Right? That he did a no, fantastic no, no. job. Hated his character. Oh yeah. Love Leo.
0: But he nailed it. And, like, just, it was something about that initial shot because it, it's horrifying. His he's, he's, back's turned. He's so happy. There's two <laughs> black men fighting to the death. He turns, camera zooms in. He's like, sup. Like, he's watching the game. Yeah. And, and his, his team like, is winning. That's how happy he is you, you kind of get disalarmed by it it's a, it's a weird like you it's a weird feeling because it's not unbridled rage it's like what, like, what the fuck okay said, like, what's up <laughs> like, hey guys come come sit over here check this out right and then out of nowhere goddamn James Remar's fucking reincarnated into fucking the whole other person I
1: was like whoa it was too much it was too like much I got, I got a house payment i need to make some more money uh they had another character to play right and like you and
0: fucking um god damn it because Django Django as the slaver is like you know sh- kind of shit talking mm-hmm. and he made a comment about like even i don't know, take my fucking hat off in the house but i'm like dude that's that's fucking james remar again what's going on am, am i tripping because i thought like officially i was like, okay my white yeah. people face blindness is gone. I, I still so,
1: so have a note here. Like Brandon's going to think he has white face blindness again right here. Yeah. I yeah. I was like, nope. this is ridiculous. I literally had to pause it and use the uh, x-ray on
0: Amazon <laughs> to make sure I wasn't crazy. Oh, I was so relieved. I was like, okay, thank God. <laughs> like, it's just a mustache, Brandon. Jesus. I was really losing it. <laughs> the Man fight continues, right? Mm-hmm. And it's fucking gruesome. Oh yes, it's it's a goddamn struggle. Uh, there's two spectators. It's uh, Calvin Candy and another gentleman. Of um, he's like a Spanish guy. I
1: thought. Or yeah, I thought he was Italian. He was. He's, he's, he's
0: probably Italian. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. an Italian guy. So like, um, they're, they're both watching. The Italian guy's guy's losing because he gets uh, the guy gets his eyes gouged out. They don't show it, Mm-mm. but it's it's still very unsettling. Everyone is like you, you get a lot of reaction shots. So, now that his eyes are gouged out and he's in absolute pain, motherfucking Calvin throws him a hammer. He's like, go ahead, finish. him," Mm -hmm. And he does. And it's brutal. So, Django goes to get a drink. Then this other guy stands right by him and gets a drink as well. It's motherfucking Frank Nero. It's the original Django from 1966 movie. And they're sitting there side by side. And he asks him, what's his name? He's like, it's Django. The D's silent. Frank says, "I know," and it's like such a cool little nod, puts on his hat, looks like a badass and walks out the fucking room. he's gone. That was his cameo. um Calvin's not really down for selling shit because your boy uh Django's so hardcore saying like all the ones that he's putting up there that, that you know for him to, for Schultz to buy, absolute right. trash. he knows he got better Negroes out there that could fight. Uh, Calvin's like, oh yeah, well, tough shit. Peace out. I don't give a fuck. You know that's what I'm selling. Your boy Schultz had to say twelve thousand dollars. Only I don't even know how much that shit costs in now money.
1: That's a lot. I mean, let's see,
0: because I remember seventy-five dollars was like, go ahead, get your life together, money. So only, right? Only God knows. I'm, I, we'll we'll do the calculations later. No, no, we're not. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, What's, what is the quote once uh, Calvin heard, uh, heard about the 12K?
1: Gentlemen, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Just so happy. What a douche whistle. So
2: like, um. oh, look at how much money I'm going to make.
1: <laughs> but we get that
0: black slave retention immediately because mm-hmm. um, there's this one black dude who's in the uh, group that's being rustled up for uh, Mandingo fighting. The daggers he stares at Django is insane, but real. And Django addresses that shit immediately by adapting the role of the slaver. And this was a painful moment for me in the theater. I'm like, God damn it. Why does he have to be this guy? It just sucked. It sucked. Watching Django be the lowest of the low. And it gets even worse because it's like, oh, oh, you thought he was just going to talk some shit? Negative. No. Negative.
1: Enter D'Artagnan they walk up to this tree about and surrounded by dogs and there's a, a you know, a slave up there and it's like, come on down. And like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't want to fight no more. I don't I can't fight no more. And it's like, so then Calvin is like, okay, but you only had three fights. I expect at least five fights out of everyone I get. It's like, but I don't want to fight no more. It's like, what about my $500 that I spent on you? Is anybody going to reimburse me for my $500? And I said, <laughs> so,
0: look, so Schultz is oh. he, he can't take anymore. So he's like, right. I'll reimburse you. Django says, No, you're not. Stays way too deep in character.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Literally seals D'Artagnan's fate. So Calvin walks up to Django, looks him square in his eyes. He's like, So, oh, for real? So I can to do whatever I want, huh? Since, like, since, since you know he's due, you ain't got a problem with none of this,
1: huh? Like and it's like no, you're like I ain't we ain't paying for this pickaninny. It's like well fine, go ahead send him off to nigga heaven and then, <laughs> oof, fucking dogs tear him apart.
0: Once again, we get like long uh, reaction shots more than what's actually happening. We still get quick cuts of what happens. Apparently, they were meant to go longer, but Quentin was like, nah, nah. Now what what, what I thought was interesting. Is uh, the men, like the emotional reaction to black death mm-hmm. versus the reaction to like how white deaths were treated in this movie, mm-hmm. complete um, opposite. Oh, yeah, every time a black person died, um, you don't see it go down. It's very minimal, and you always get reaction shots. When a white person dies, it is fucking uh, gears of war, <laughs> like <laughs> cartoon level <laughs> violence. To where like you don't have any emotional attachment to the white people getting killed in this movie.
1: I thought that was super interesting. That makes sense. Think about it.
0: It's high drama every time a black person dies in this movie. Right. But like when white people die, it's just like, oh, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you die, you
1: die, you're dead. It's insane. Because because probably like I think of it more as we are displaying fiction when we kill a white person in this movie, but when we kill a black person in this movie, this probably happened. Which is a you know which is history, then. True. So it's like, but so like uh, we have to like kind of take a step and think about this might have actually happened. I also
0: think the um the over the topness is also like to to yeah kind of like desensitize you to like not not have any kind of empathy right for like, the for the bad guys getting uh, destroyed. They're
1: just blood bags filled with blood. Right, right. There's they're, a line. There's like, a line in it's this like scene, though, that like really kind of came out to me though. Mm. It was like when Candy's like, you know, your boss looks a little green for nigga fighting and J- and Jamie Foxx is like, nah, he's just not used to Americans like I am.
0: Yeah, that was a great line. That was a legit line. That was like probably the most honest he was able to be in in that role of a black slaver. I thought it right. was super interesting. Um very true though. Very fucking true. And uh just like I, I felt like the reason Calvin was so amazed. By him, was that he matched him in brutality, right? I think that's what that's what piqued his interest—the fact that that uh, uh, Django Slaver character was was as just as indifferent to black people as he was, and that that's what they had in common, and that's why he was uh, piqued
1: his interest. That's why he liked them. That's fucked up. Fucked and up. Like and like he see as he sees like black folks and as as candy sees black folks Django sees black folks so they kind of like so the same kind of mentality that a white person has this black person has which makes him exceptional to see that these people that are beneath him are beneath him like he like it encourages him like yeah you get it too right that's why they're down there and you're up here with me
0: Yeah, right. Because that 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 continues in later conversations and shit,
1: during the ride and when they eat and shit. So three hundred and twenty six thousand dollars. By the way, what? That's how much twelve thousand is in eighteen fifty eight. Oh fuck! (laughs) Wow, almost a half a million dollars. Wow! Wow, that is
0: obscene. That is a ridiculous amount of money. (laughs) Shit. Fucking eight, Alright, so Jesus. So they're making a the Candyland. That's a lot of fucking money. Right? <laughs> yeah. No wonder he got the world treatment. So we we get to Candyland and we, we, we're now met with Steven.
1: Ugh. Ugh.
0: Played by Samuel L. Jackson. Snowball. It's
1: like, yeah. Uh,
0: Steven is a house nigga. A uncle A house nigga. <laughs> the worst of the worst. Came like, ugh. Great shot though. Mm-hmm. Jamie once again is on a horse. The look that goes across Steven's face seeing him on a horse is I can't I can't describe it. I don't think I've ever looked at anything like that in my life. Maybe I probably looked at the wife
1: from Fantastic Four <laughs> like that when she left when she left the ring on the street. I'm like, "You bitch. You got to you have to find a picture of pure loathing." And that's gonna get close.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, it's always there. Like whenever you it's like, always. There. I guarantee if you type it in, it's gonna pop up on Google. Yeah. it's a
1: it's a scary face.
0: And then like immediately he turns the switch on, kissing the balls and taint and ass of mm-hmm. Calvin Candy. It's sickening. Oh, I miss you like a pig misses shit or some dumb shit. Yeah, a shit misses flies or whatever. I miss you
1: like a m- baby misses mammy's titty.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that made me real mad. Oh, it's all (laughs) serious. But Stephen was really like adamant about treating uh, uh, Django like shit. Mm -hmm. And Calvin's like, no, we shouldn't. And he's like, that's the only time you'll see, the only time you will see any resistance from Stephen to Calvin is when it's to proper treatment of a black person. Yep. What the fuck? He he makes Calvin, he makes uh, Stephen get the room ready and shit. They're losing it. But the, right. the whole deal is they got to get Broomhilde out of there. It's all a ruse. Right. It's
1: all a ruse to get Broomhilda out, right? So yeah, like, this, this is all part of a big plan, and it's like the reason why, because he wouldn't sell Brunhilde even for like you know, he like she's not worth enough trouble to sell to give to Django outright, right? And he can't just go in there and steal her. She'll just be you know, uh, the way Schultz explains it is like if you steal a horse then you get killed as a horse thief and the horse goes back to its owner. Right, right.
0: So it gets real tense because Broomhildi's in the fucking hot box because she tried to escape when they were chasing after D'Artagnan. Mm-hmm. Django's about to lose it. He has to, like, hold it in and wait. And we get, like, a very harrowing experience of Broomhildi being taken out of the hot box. And she's being prepared to go entertain Schultz. Right. So let's kind of... Run the game a little quick. Let's kind of speed through this. So, yeah. so basically, Steven is not a dumbass, and Steven has many layers to him. He peeps game that Broomhildy and Django has some type of connection on some level, right? So when he when he presses Broomhildy, she's like, "Oh, because um, I'm sorry." Before they before they before that table scene, uh, Hildy and and Django are reunited. It's real cute. Yeah, Um, uh, she faints after uh, and before that. There was a nice conversation in German between between the two, and he was kind of like building up the dramatic of the meeting and stuff. It was sweet. She faints. It's a
1: total mirror of the scene in *Glorious Bastards*. Like, oh fuck, it is. Yeah, it's a total mirror where like the two guys are speaking English, and then once they switch back to like German to not let the people down below know that you know. They know they're down there, and here comes the Nazis about to shoot everyone. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, fuck.
0: So, so now, now it's, it's all they're all down there now. But Stephen catches wind This shit's, shit's wrong. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Hey, show him your uh, show him her back. She's all fucked up and shit." And and he saw Django's face, and then he knew for sure that something was up. Right. So this is where he um, he tries to get. Calvin to go into the the kitchen with him. Right. And Calvin's not listening to Steven. Steven does this weird double talk thing where he says some shit. Well, I guess you're right. So, yes, yes, man. But he's like, library. Like, real serious. Mm-hmm. And then go back into uh, Shucking Job Chicken George talk. And then you see Calvin's face like, oh, fuck. Something's real going down. So, the weird layers to Steven, this piece of shit. I don't know. I felt like um, I felt like Stephen's presence was like the indoctrination and institution of what uh, Calvin's dad has, pl- has said.
1: Yeah, does that make sense? I, I feel like Stephen has been around long enough that Calvin sees him as a father figure. Absolutely. And so, like when when the voice changes. It's serious. I'm speaking with the voice of your father. And it's like, I need you to meet me in the library now. And it's like, oh, okay. Right. Because so, he cause he, meets, yeah. he literally meets him in the
0: library. Steven is sitting cross-legged, drinking wine, asking for no fucking permission at all. Mm-mm. And it's like, they are like equals. If not, he's mentor. He's basically Sith Lord. And, and Candy is goddamn uh, Darth Vader at this point. Like, right. Like, it's, an, it, it, it's it's a crazy <sighs> dynamic, like, uh, of this paradigm shift, like, once he goes in there. And he's, like, telling him, like, you dumb motherfucker. Like, don't you see you getting played? Like, yeah, don't like, you see They ain't here shit?
1: to buy no muscle-bound jimmies.
0: They ain't here for that girl. <laughs> Bro, lay it down. Like, those motherfuckers in there. And I don't think they said motherfuckers back then, but, but Samuel Jackson. <laughs> the Samuel L. Jackson. So, and, and it's like, oh, shit. So, like, he's peeping him the game. And now Calvin is pissed. Mm-hmm. Because he realized that that money is not real. It's all a ruse. And they were so close. So close to getting Hildy out of there. Ugh. So it gets real. Calvin comes back now powered up and juiced up with the knowledge of being fucked over by Stephen, the piece of shit. Right. Could have just let sleeping dogs lie. We get this um box <clears throat> that uh, has a skull in it, which is basically... Steven's predecessor. Yeah. Ben.
1: And that bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did... This is totally normal. I feel like they would definitely have it is. That. It is. It is. It, is, it is normal. It is normal. But it's like And that's what more that's what's more fucked up about this whole situation is yeah, you totally have a skull from a former slave. Yes.
0: Yes. But like the fact that Steven knows that box exists. Mm-hmm. and is okay with it that's what that's what irks me yeah but um
1: yeah like like, like 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 a like a dinosaur fossil so and the fact that he's using like phrenology this study of the human bumps on the on the skull which was proven like no more than 10 years later that it was all bullshit to like prove a point that yeah black folks are designed by god to be servants to the white folks yeah and i'm like fuck you. Well,
0: absolutely. But like I'm glad they put this in here because that was a real fucking thing. Yeah. So for him to even talk about the three bums and oh, but the white people have bums in a different area for creativity and some other bullshit. I was like fuck, fuck off. <laughs> those three knots are to help us keep our balance for our giant penises for us falling over. That's why those knots Yep. Are there.
1: That's Holy why shit.
0: they're there. So <laughs>
1: Your fucking anchors helps us run faster. <laughs> more aerodynamically sound. You ever seen spoilers on a sports car? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: this
1: scene, though, this scene where where Leo or the actor Leonardo DiCaprio yes. is yes. so inside of his own character, he does not. He's Calvin now, and then, and that blood in his hands is Calvin's blood, not Leo's, which is actually bleeding. And he uses that shit and it's like amazing.
0: Yes, because he, um, he slams his hand
1: because he's mm-hmm. like uh,
0: the jig is up basically. And, right. and the door opens up. Butch behind him has a gun and everybody get up and he's like oh! And he slams the table like don't you fucking move. And he stabbed his hand on like a stem glass. Right. And he's bleeding profusely but he's like he's definitely not breaking away. So when the scene is over, behind the scenes the crowd gives him a huge ovation. Right. And I was told that like after the fact once they wrapped his hand up that he was like I should probably use my blood on Hildy's face and then they said that Carrie Washington and everyone agreed. I hope that's the case. Yeah, cuz the way it was cut it looks like it all happened in one shot that he just like improvised bleeding on her, but I'm like would she accept that? He's an actor. He's doing a thing. Granted, but <laughs> I feel like they probably did have it. I feel like I'm hoping to God they had a legit
1: conversation about that. I just, I'm real wary about shit sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like, you're an actor, you're doing a thing. And it's right, like, right, right. it's a really good performance. I, I, I'm, my brain was just like, how has this guy not played like other manic characters, like just, you know, the devil or Satan or some some kind of evil that I just like totally buy right now that this guy is. Evil walking the earth, <laughs> and I was just like, "Whoa, bro!" But he, in his mind, he was he was wronged,
0: right? And like he literally was like, "All right, motherfuckers, I'm getting my money. Twelve k for Hildy, or it's hammer time, basically." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they signed it. They signed, they signed the shit. They just they just let it go. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, "Yeah, just whatever, dude. You have the money. Yeah, just get the fuck out of there."
1: Right? They do. <laughs> paperwork's being all official and shit. Um, gentlemen, if you'll join me in the parlor, we'll be serving white cake. <laughs>
0: That's why I say white like that. <laughs> that, is, that is literally the birthplace of why I say white like that, because of that. It's like, we have a
1: white cake. And that cake is white as fuck. And, f- and it's just it, the thing, like. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets a little. He gets two plates Mm because
0: he's he's a gentleman. He's trying to. He's uh, just the look on his face of joy and like because he won. He's got a huge hard on, (laughs) right? But he's also like this will make it right. He's walking away (laughs) with three (laughs) hundred thousand dollars. But he also believed that it was going to make it right, though. Like it was literally a sign of good faith, legit. And he was like, I don't want any fucking cake. Like Schultz is like. Schultz is still having flashbacks of D'Artagnan yeah. at this point in time. He can't get over it. He can't. It has a lot of unrest because he's green to it. He's green to the way America works. Right. He's green to the way that business transaction just went down. He's green that he just that he can't just take her and leave. Because if they get caught and shit goes south, everything will go back to the way it was immediately. And he can't take it. Right. His pride is getting in its way right now. So he's like Fuck that cake You know what I would say Avita's in But nah I'm gonna say <laughs> Goodbye
1: Get the fuck away from me
0: She <laughs> so tries to leave But Calvin Calvin pulls a uh, You seen Walking Dead? Nah Sorry uh, There's a character named Don Yeah uh, Spoilers folks But this is like This is older spoilers But there's supposed to be a trade And yeah, like a Person for person Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work out that way No no, it wasn't person for person It was just we need to get this person back Y'all chill But as I know you give us the other person that that left us out of fear Give him back And then it became a big clusterfuck because of it So this is kind of the same deal Your boy Calvin wants a handshake That's the only way it's official Down here in the south now
1: Mm -hmm. You gotta shake hands It's actually a real (laughs) law. For real I think it might be. I know in Texas you can officiate a contract with a handshake and it will stick. I thought that law. was Urban Legend. Wow. No, that's, I mean, it might be Urban Legend, but I'm pretty sure I've done a few deals like that, so. Interesting. What <laughs> the fuck are you doing?
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> drug deals don't count. <laughs> it wasn't for, like, $300,000. <laughs> True that. So, like, he wants that goddamn handshake and Schultz is like, mm, I don't want to. And it, it gets it gets tense again. He's like, "Shake my hand," or she's getting blown in half. I'm like, "Damn!" So Schultz can't help it, man. He goes in for that motherfucking
1: handshake, and what does he do, Rando? There's that little dillinger again. Whack, blam! Right in the little croissant, like Kurt. Cr- croissage, right croissage, croissage. Right in the croissage. Right in the croissage. And just dead,
0: <laughs> dead as fuck. And we get the most retarded. Reaction time <laughs> mm-hmm. Time gets timey-wimey Immediately here I don't <coughs> Fucking uh, Candyland goes to the ground I mean uh, Candy goes to the ground Butch is like mm-hmm. Stephen loses it Yep It's embarrassing how, how upset he was And then Schultz looks at Django Instead of, instead of shooting His way to freedom He's right. like I couldn't help myself And gets blown off his fucking feet to the point where we don't really see him after. Like, he, we
1: see him get shot, right. but we don't really see him get shot. No, it's like he gets like blown back, and then the wood and the books and the paper all behind that he hits, like the bookshelf explodes more than he did. Yeah.
0: Which is like, and, and that's another, I think, a move out of film, like, because everyone else gets bloody as fuck. Him, not so much. And then we never get to see, we never see his face again. We just see the back of his head. Yeah. Like they literally properly sit like we don't see that weird open eye death or <gasps> any shit like that. It's just he's just gone from the scene now. It's just there's just a body where Schultz used to be. And um It gets crazy. Fucking bloodfest. Like Schultz Schultz really shit the bet on that. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to give him the grizzly. I felt like that move kinda took him out of grizzly territory. Yeah. In my opinion. It's called, I'll, it's I'll called tell you. principles. Fuck
1: this dick. I get it.
0: <laughs> but the people
1: you were trying to help so badly—they're not as mad as I was at Star Lord in Avengers.
0: This the is exact this opposite. is a Star Lord. No, fuck you. This is a Star Lord <laughs> move. You go to hell. You go to hell. What? This is equivalent to the Star Lord.
1: It was, but it's like I get it. I get why you did.
0: This. But but even but even worse though, because there's no one else that's superpowered. It's only slaves. Like there's a bad situation. Like
1: I don't know about that because fuck out of here. Spoiler spoiler alert. The, the body count so far has been 17. That doubles <laughs> in the next two seconds. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like, instead of a snap of
0: a finger, it was a click of a gun hammer because people are getting shot. People are getting shot. And it's, it's insane because I'm thinking, oh, this is the crescendo. This is the end of the movie because mm-hmm. so, many, so many people are getting shot. One guy goes down, like, face first, and, like, <laughs> Jamie Foxx is going for cover and this guy's butt cheek is in the shot, and they shoot this dude's ass off like it
1: gets hit so many times. There's just so no many ass times left. it descends down into his into his relatives, <laughs> like it becomes a genetic. This is the guy who has a an, nasatol that just kind of like transfers down. <laughs> this is why Hank Hill's ass is so flat. Yes, because <laughs> of this shit. <laughs> they shoot his
0: ass. My it's grandpappy before the Civil War. <sighs> <laughs> no ass, bro. No. So it it it's hilarious, but um, they capture him. I'm like, the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Cause they play like the big payback mashed up with Tupac. I'm like, this is the end of the movie. Yep. What's What's happening? We're like, what? What? So they hang him upside down. Broom uh, you know, captured and shit, and they're about to cut this dude's nuts off. Mm-hmm. By uh, oh wait,
1: I'm sorry. Kamapalooza guest, Walter <laughs> Snurs. <laughs> Walter Goggins. Walter Goggins is about to uh, chop off Jamie Foxx's uh, Jimmy. <laughs> and he's got his nuts in his head. Right. But he's bailed out at the last second because yeah. your
0: boy. Basically, long story short, they're going to take him to this mining company where he'll work forever because that's way worse than whatever they're gonna try to do. Because right. <clears throat> Steven has seen so much of this happen, he knows how it goes. Right. That's how shitty of a person he is. He's like, no, you're gonna work to death and then they're gonna just throw you into a fucking mass grave and that's gonna be the end of it. You're not gonna have a name. You're not gonna be remembered. Cause like he right. he he wants to he doesn't want him just to die only because he will have some type of martyrdom in that fucking home. And he exactly. doesn't want that shit. The fact that they were talking about him in that house where he's at, he ain't with that shit. So he wants him basically erased from history. That was his plan. Yep. So when they sent him off, somehow, some way, Django was lucky enough to still have a uh, a, a handbill in his pocket, and he uses that handbill to trick a Australian uh, Quentin Tarantino and some <coughs> other assholes. Oh, and uh, what's his face? The guy that passed away recently, uh, Michael Parks. Michael Parks. And um, he basically uh, tricks them into like giving giving him a gun.
1: <laughs> so now that I know that $12,000 back then is like 300000 this makes a lot more sense. <laughs> right. Because okay, the I mean. wanted for this guy is $11,500. And it's like, yeah, back at Candyland, you guys just walked away from $11,000 fortune. And I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like a lot. But in this type of money with the realization that it's like $200,000, oh, yeah, we're walking right the fuck back there.
0: <laughs> right. So, he flips the script on him and kills him immediately. I get to see Quentin Tarantino get blown the fuck up, which I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm okay now. We're good. Like, I felt like that was his apology for dead nigga storage, him exploding yeah. into pieces. <laughs> um, But I thought it was hilarious how, how quickly he murders all of them. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, now that he's like, this is basically the redemption run mm-hmm. for him um, reentering Candyland, not as the black slaver, but as Django this time. I still feel like it was unnecessary. But at no. the same time, I I I didn't I wasn't mad. He's death
1: riding on a pale horse.
0: Mm. Oh, is that why he was covered in white? Because he was, uh, oh, from the explosions. Cause oh, because he yeah,
1: he's covered in white and he's riding an actual white horse. Yeah, was with the smoke trail coming off his body. Smoke trail, yeah. Mm. He's death coming back to Candyland. Nice, nice, nice. Claiming everyone who uh,
0: wrongly murdered people because. He- uh, that uh the house full of assholes that uh sick the dogs on D'Artagnan were there. Also, Zoe Bell was in here. Um, she was the female with the red scarf on her face. Mm-hmm. There's supposed to be an extra part where um underneath that scarf is a horrifically horribly dis- disfigured face. Oh. But it never got to talk about it. Or show sure yeah. why. So also the red scarf I think was a homage to the original Django where the uh there were like some zealots like uh Post World War Southern zealots that all wore red, like they had red hoods and red masks and shit. Anyway, oh. cool. Mm. Jamie says, I mean, well, Jamie Dar- Django says, D'Artagnan, motherfuckers, bust through there, and kills everybody in the fucking room. I have no problem with that. Oh. Nope. I get it. <laughs> the The ledger has been sealed, balance has been restored. He continues on because he's like, oh, also the the one black dude who hated his guts likes him now because he realizes that it was all a ruse. Yeah, So luckily They were burying the boy Calvin Candy So Jamie Foxx can line the entire house With dynamite <laughs> uh, So the first couple guys who don't matter They die immediately Because Jamie Foxx had enough time to shoot these cats Drops um, Walter Goggins Shoots him in the dick <laughs> And props to Walter Gar- Goggins Who will be at Common Palooza this <laughs> couple of weeks Nope he screamed as if he legit lost his penis. Like I believed every every decibel that he was hollering, man. It was rough. That's how you do it, and <laughs> it was brutal. And he finally fucking dies. And th- <laughs> Miss, Miss Laura was there, and he told the two black ladies, uh, "Fuck Sheba." By the way, Sheba should have got shot. I ain't like Sheba,
2: mm.
0: but uh, he was like, "Say goodbye, Miss Laura." I was like, bye, Miss Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Laura gets fucking just sure you can with bullets straight through the door she's gone
1: i wasn't ready for that honestly in the movie that I mean, was that was a bit much like they just <laughs> yanked her right back with a cable <laughs> she he got destroyed
0: but i i don't know maybe she would have cut she you know they would have been in danger she lived i guess that, that's how i yeah. had to, that's how to ration that one out i was like damn miss laura cotton You're
1: gonna come back for it, everybody yeah
0: so that only leaves bitch-ass, punk, motherfucking-ass Steven. Gotta say, I did appreciate this minor twist that was already kind of alluded to. He mm-hmm. drops the cane. That limp is gone.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: count six shots, nigga. I was like, whoa. Voice change. I count two guns, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, what's going on? Kneecaps. I was like, oh, shit. First knee. Like, he really need that cane after that one. Second kneecap, he goes down. Steven is the... He's such a piece of shit. He hates black people so much that while he lays on the ground missing both patellas, he asks Jesus Christ for the strength to kill Django. God damn. So he doesn't get his wish. No. <laughs> But he's still rattling off going crazy. I'm like, You'll never destroy Candyland, which I don't know if it's like a metaphor or something. Right. But he lights it up and it's a goddamn bomb. Blows up fucking Candyland. He's standing insanely close to the explosion. Oh, by the way, wearing Calvin Candy's clothes looking like a boss player pimp. <laughs> it takes a little like uh, cigarette holding, <laughs> too. Yeah, and d- But, but d- does the exact same turn and smile, though. Right. I thought that was pretty dope. With the shades and everything, then proceeds to stun on them fools with his horse. <laughs> it was unnecessary. Like Kerry Washington sitting there, like, "Yay!" And he like, yeah, he's like, "Yeah, check this out."
1: Horse starts dancing and shit. Right. Fucking- I was like, "Movie's <laughs> over. You could have walked. You could have rode off into the sunset or in the moonlight or whatever, and just like I've been done with this movie. Time we don't
0: hunt- need this. Time to stun on them bitches. He had this stun hard, literally." Horse doing some high step and shit But I think that's his actual horse. I think he actually taught that horse to do that But that um just makes- insane So like Then then they finally write off Right And then we get an after credit scene Where we get one more nigga To make the record I guess Just, just to add it in there Cause the, the, the guy with the really really bad teeth The, fat, the bad false teeth Was like who is that nigga and, <laughs> and that was it and Django Unchained That's Django 116 niggas later <laughs> 16
1: niggas ugh ugh
0: he's done so let's get into the tallies we're already we're already yeah <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> we're all over the place but um let's find out how many white people died in this movie <laughs> let's get in the body count <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That body count uh-huh. That body count uh-huh. <laughs> only, only three plant people died for sure That's true Oh shit I forgot to count them. <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> That's alright I'll add him <laughs> Oh man how many you got, bro? I have
0: fifty nine. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That's a lot. It's a, a lot. It's a lot. It's because in the concentrated
1: amount of space. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. I like. Like I said, up to like what the last twenty minutes of this movie, it was. It was twenty. <laughs> and light on light on the niggas too. It wasn't a lot of niggas yeah. said. It just got
0: insane. So um. Oh, God, unfortunately. Let's find out how many people got naked in this movie. Let's get into Skin Deep.
2: It's about to get skin deep. I just want
0: to see a little bit. Just show me that boy. Just a little bit of titties right now. Unfortunately, it was a little bit of Kerry Washington in the way that I don't want to see her naked. Yeah. Just like Last King of Scotland. Like, it just, I can't win. Like, she was like, I'll get naked, but you're not going to enjoy it. <coughs> it's like, thanks, Kerry. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate you putting suffering and sadness with the titties and the ass. Now I can't even, now I'm not with it, but it's there. It's can there can if you look hard can enough.
1: Gotta go through whole this, the whole suffering just to, Ugh, it's, it's not, not worth
0: it. it. It's not worth it. It's never worth it. Just got to trust into the fappening. She, she's, too, she's too smart to put, uh, send nudes though.
1: Nah, I'm sure she's got like a cloud storage or something like nah, that. Nah, I think she sends letters. Like <laughs> letters? Polaroids, old, like, like just Polaroids and like, sketches. <laughs> sends them off with like secure couriers and stuff.
0: <laughs> Here's a real question uh, mm. Who is your favorite character in this movie other than the main character, if that's possible? Uh, let's find out our Joe Grizzly recipient.
1: Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Random
0: Ready Savage, who is your Joe Grizzly?
1: I don't care what you said. Schultz is my Joe Grizzly.
0: I mean, that's fair, but Star-Lord should be your Joe Grizzly for... Uh, I mean, no. It's nah, totally a totally different hypocrite. situation. You're a hypocrite. Uh, my Joe Grizzly? Goddamn Django. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I... Don't give a fuck. It's Django only because of the uh, the the I'm sorry tour that he did, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, in the fourth act. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about Samuel Jackson. Sometimes, like I want to like him, but he played yeah. that he played that dude a little just too too well, <laughs> too well. Unless he just knows one that he just hated so much and he was channeling him because I oh yeah I I got Uncle Tom. And my current job, that 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 mirrors this cat on certain levels, and I could I could see myself in like you know, uh, if I had an option to pretend to be this type of character, I would channel this asshole. So I don't I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's probably exactly what happened. I'm sure he's a, you know he's a, you know he's been around for a while now, so I've, I'm sure he's met at least one or two guys that he just like despised, and like okay. So whenever I need a character that I just hate myself in, this is who I'll be. Right. But then again, it's like, yeah, maybe he's just a good actor because I
0: I, I got to remind I don't know why, I don't know why I'm putting him in question. I got I remember the time when uh, somebody accidentally thought he was Lawrence Fishburne and he destroyed this dude. <laughs> he didn't tell him it was okay. He didn't say you know what? Good. Nah, it's all right. Let's run it back. He ripped his booty hole out from his face. So damn.
1: It's like bitch, know my name
0: right so yeah my Fucking bad sam. mace window my, my bad sam you just, you act so well you just made me question your, your goddamn loyalty man he's so good at this shit <clears throat> this was for the uh for a lot of shit that went down the past couple of weeks because <laughs> mm-hmm. we were we had another option i was like yeah, we we'll gonna do django then i saw that this is american woman's edit and i'm like y- we're, we're doing django
1: yeah
0: we're doing django because um Black folks can't have had nothing for a week, at least. We can't even use charcoal, <laughs> apparently. No. You know what? Props, props to, uh, to everybody over there for doing that revenge barbecue. God bless y'all. That was an amazing way of getting back. Just enjoy your life, black people. Oh, yeah. That's my message to you uh, this week. Enjoy your goddamn life. Exist. The best revenge is living well exist happily and the ones who cannot tolerate that will just just will be, just be sad and just let them be sad because like even in the video now <laughs> there's nothing more hilarious than a, a, a white person that's offended for you because they go above and beyond to let you know that they're not one of them and it's uh it was entertaining because like I, uh the black people in that video <laughs> it was 25 mm-hmm. minutes long which is insane but it was Jesus. all the white lady just antagonizing this chick, which was, was just hilarious in itself. But the fact that the, the, everyone else was like, I'm going to eat this food I'm cooking, so. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead, white lady, do your thing. But I'm fucking hungry. This shit smells delicious. And Black you Twitter. Want, you want some? Black <laughs> Twitter is vicious. They found out who this bitch was. We got we got her mm-hmm. actual name out there. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. She's going to be
1: infamous.
0: Black <laughs> Twitter is dangerous. Dangerous. Don't don't rile up Black Twitter, man. Because they will fucking find you. Um, but yeah, with that being said. Um, <laughs> Let's get into the verdict, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> final verdict time. Knee pads or slippers. Uh, what that means is if we really like this movie, <laughs> we get a maximum of two knee pads where we uh, fall to the worship position given this movie is just due. Or if we hate this movie, we'll give it a maximum of two hater slippers. Um. You know what? Just hey, the slippers are just bad. I, I was I was gonna do something, but no, just no, <laughs> just, not gonna do it. we mm. Rain or already savage. Knee pads or slippers?
1: I mean, I guess if I have to pick, at least one <laughs> or the other, right? You know, it's gonna be two knee pads. I fucking love this movie. This is my favorite director. It's like it's one of my favorite movies. I have I literally bought two copies of this movie because I forgot I owned one. And I was like, oh, I definitely need to get this one. And then I went home and was like, oh, I already have a copy of it. Did not return it. Still have two copies. Nice. Don't care. <laughs> nice. Just in case. Just in case. One breaks. I think I have one on digital download, too. Just in case.
0: I mean, I mean real talk, I have um, a uh, Blu-ray of Black Panther digital copy plus the... Uh, the 4K Ultra H UHD version.
1: Even though I don't work. have a TV for that yet, just in case I get one eventually, it, yeah. it, it was actually cheap. Once my paycheck comes in, that's definitely gonna happen too. Black Panther's gonna get a bunch of copies. Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: it, it was cheap. It was like for, for, uh, Best Buy had a good deal on it. It was like 33 bucks for all three of those. I'm like, I'm done.
1: Yeah, that's happening. Take my money. Um, yeah, but no, I just, I just love a movie that's not only funny as it is violent, and you know, it's just. I also love that as much evil as they portrayed they did a really good job of being terrible like being very good villains in this whole thing and so like you know it's it's a rescue mission it's literally a rescue mission and i i was into it the whole way through it's it's fucking it's slave revenge porn for black people like right. like i don't know how,
0: it was, well, how it was to say it. it was like i i hate roots i hate watching those type of movies i hate watching I'm going to stop because it's a fucking bummer yeah like I can literally be like hey this was slavery son check this out they killed everybody I know it's crazy yep, right that's that's it. why they ain't going to do that shit again are they and um don't forget <laughs> <laughs> it's it just god damn it it's kind of like it it, it it falls back to the to the, to the argument of like why did Black Panther do so well? Because, like, we're so tired of seeing us in these particular positions. We want to see ourselves in different positions. Right. And this is, you don't really see this. Like, the closest we got to this beforehand was uh, fucking Rosewood. And we didn't get the Django part until, like, the last 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And before that was, like, hardcore. Like Serbian filmish, like sadness for black people, and it was like uh, it was hard. It sucked getting through all that. Like yay revenge towards the end, but nah, nah. at least at least we got it fed through us throughout the movie. At least, or it wasn't so fucking painful. And also, they didn't stick to the horrible violence. And also, um the mom for good times wasn't in it and had to die and be in the coffin. That was crazy. That was there brutal. you go. Fucking Jesus. Est- don't kill Esther Roll in front of me. That's a rough death to deal with. Goddamn, bastard. Jesus, you already <laughs> took James from us, motherfuckers. Don't stop. So, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Side review of Rose.
2: <laughs>
0: Every now and then happens at the end of the movie, you get a bonus review.
1: But, uh, uh, uh come a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Convalusa, Texas's largest pop culture yeah. festival, featuring Walter—I can't say his last name—Goggins, Goggins, Empty Goggins, uh, Ganey. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, panels. We're gonna have some bitches. Uh, we're gonna be actually going against the nerdy bitches in the head-to-head competition to see who's the greatest nerd team of them all. Two v two with host Bryfide. The am uh, going to say the science guy. Bri5, the comics guy from Bri5 Podcast. One of the Houston um uh, Houston Podcast partners. Really cool dude. He has been giving us legit shout outs week after week. Um even yeah. say we're like like one of his top favorite um Houston podcasters, and yeah. it was a huge fucking honor. I met him in person, he hooked me up, um, got I got uh Power Rangers number one from him and I still have it. Watch. To this day, I know, dude, he's super cool, dude. He was dressed up as Brock, and um, his girl dressed up, as, dressed up as Missy, and it was That's fucking crazy. awesome. Like, they're honestly, he's honestly one of the coolest dudes I ever met, and um, it's a really cool show, very easy show to listen to, guys. Um, like, he's a fucking dad, you know what I mean? And I get, yeah, his kid in the background It's real shit, and it's not the His kids in the background not in a way like, oh, I can't take this shit. It's like, nah, mm-hmm. you're getting a nice slice of life, and it's literally the span of your commute. Like oh, there's yeah. no reason not to check this dude out and give him a listen, man. And um he does comic book reviews. Uh he was doing uh, uh Moon Knight recently and a uh, really knowledgeable guy man um and just such an easy fucking listen. Like that's one of the that's one of the most important things for me is if I can just like if I could tolerate you doing it. And the fact that he does it alone lets mm-hmm. you know that he's a fucking talented guy man. So shout out to you by thank you very much for um moderating this battle of the minds. They're also going to be doing our um, Worst and Forgotten for Ghost Rider uh, Part yeah. 1 and 2. That is going to sting. So, guys, stay, stay tuned. Um, next week will be the Common Palooza Week. So, that will be our next episode that will be out mm-hmm. there. Whatever. Uh, be sure to follow us at cult 4 or 5 podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, like us on facebook as well and follow us we're gonna put as much content as we can possibly to where you can uh basically follow us we're gonna be a lot of man on the street shit like we did last year um and it's gonna be me and randy you basically camped out doing a whole bunch of shit there so it's stay gonna tuned be amazing. it's gonna be so great i'm it's gonna so be excited great. and uh yeah so it's gonna be a blitzkrieg of content being streamed at you guys so just be ready and um yeah, man, we'll see y'all next week at Kamapalooza.
2: Kamapalooza! Django, have you always been alone? Django! Django!